Hello, everybody. My name is Alejandro Ortiz, and you are listening to A Random Gamers Corner. I'm joined by Tyler from the Squish It Up podcast. Uh, hey, everybody. It's been a hot minute, but it's good to be good to be back. Yeah, it's pr- pretty awesome, to, actually, to be honest. Like, finally, second season, and finally, now for our third little, like, guest invite. And it's going to be a good episode. We're going to be talking to some Apex Legends, um, specifically the character Ash has, well, the legend Ash has now joined, oh my god, has, jo- has joined the Apex <laughs> Legends game. I was about to say Ash. I was like, wait, no, that's not it's it. All, it's okay. You got it. You got it in the end. <laughs> Thank God. And second, uh, the second part, we'll mainly just be talking about um, the Monster Hunter, well, not the second part, that's going to be the first, but we're going to be talking about the Monster Hunter uh, movie as well, which if you haven't seen it, go for it. It's, it's a pretty nice uh, movie, and well, it's like less. It's almost like about an hour or less. So. Yeah. For for context, we're not talking about the Monster Hunter movie that was in theaters. We're talking about the Netflix Monster Hunter movie. Yes. That uh, Monster Hunter Legends of the Guild. We will. I hope that we will never have to talk about the the theatrical Monster Hunter movie. Uh, but yeah, we're, we'll be talking about uh, Legends of the Guild today, which I'm excited about. Yes, yeah, that one, which was a really good movie, and for. Again, it was, it was my first time watching it as like, well, I'm still like a newbie to the whole Monster Hunter series. Like, I only got into stories too, and now I've seen this movie, I'm just thinking, damn, I'm just getting more and more intrigued by the whole series in general. Yeah. But first off, someone else from a different podcast, the Outcast podcast, wanted to uh, send in a question to, well, not more like a question, more like a statement to Tyler. Oh, boy. Brock said, and I quote, the Adventure series is the best series of all time, and Adventure 3 slash or remaster of the first two will come out. Oh, is this a, a Sonic thing again? Yeah, see, if you haven't heard the other episode, yeah, he's, he's fun. Uh, just, yeah, j- just the uh, the longing ramblings of a, of a desperate man. <laughs> uh, I, I, I wouldn't get your hopes up, pal. Uh, adventure, the adventure name doesn't seem like it's going to be coming back. Uh, at least in, at least from what I believe. Unfortunately, I don't think uh, the adventure series will be revived for much longer. But there was that leak. Apparently, uh, the name Sonic Frontiers has been uh, trademarked by Sega. So. That's what everyone's thinking the new Sonic uh, Sonic game is going to be called. Uh, but, yeah, that that's about the only information we have. So, sorry, Brock. Uh, I wish I had some uh, encouraging words for you, but I really don't. I really think you're just you're setting yourself up for disappointment here. So, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with that whole Adventures talk. Like, I know, like, he got, tell him he got beef whenever it comes to, uh, to talking about it with you. <laughs> he can have beef if he wants. It's not going to change the fact that it's not coming out. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Rock. I, I would like it. Hey, I wanted to come out as much as you do, man, but I I, I got to be a realist, and I it is. I definitely don't think Sega is going to go for it. Well, damn, Rock, you, hear, you heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here first, pal. Now we can go on to talk about the Monster Hunter movie. So you said that this was the prequel to uh, another game, Monster Hunter Rise, or 
Uh, this movie takes place before Monster Hunter World. A world, okay. Uh, the intro scene of the movie is literally like a few moments before the start of that game. Like your character is about to walk in and like maybe like another hour uh, into that sh- in the room on that ship. Uh, and they were talking they're talking about the main elder dragon of of Monster Hunter World, Zora Magdaros. Uh, and those are the and those NPCs that are there are the same ones that you see like in the background of World's opening. So oh, wow. This movie was already hit my uh, my fan service nostalgia strings pretty hard right out the gate, uh, but yeah, it is it is a technically uh, a prequel. At least it tells the story of one of the NPCs that uh, kind of accompanies you a little bit in the game. Oh, he's an NPC himself. That company. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The main character Aiden. He was actually in a previous Monster Hunter game as well. I think his. You know, he never had an official name until World, uh, but you know his. It is confirmed that his same character was a hunter uh, that you saw in a previous game as well. And in World, uh, you kind of work with him. He's not really a companion. He's just kind of a character that comes up every once in a while, uh, whenever you complete a big mission, or just if you're if they're sending out multiple hunters on a on a mission. Usually, he will be among them, and he'll give some banter to you, but. In, and in, in the uh, expansion of World, uh, he got a bit more story, uh, a bit being extremely accurate, very, very small amount oh. <laughs> of extra story. But he was named for the first time in the World expansion and, you know, that being Aiden. So that's what he's called in this movie. And this goes into his backstory, how he became a, a hunter uh, and how he sort of found himself in this wacky world of, of monster hunting that we're we're all in now so dang okay damn that's pretty cool uh, I, I just gotta try more of the games it's <laughs> sounds like awesome like i mean first off just to know that since like you actually played the game that the movie was set before and that everything is like as accurate as you said then that i gotta show no, that does show like a lot of love that the people who made this movie had for the games themselves to be mm-hmm. that accurate. Unlike the other movie where they were already bringing guns into it, into the whole. Yeah, whole I mean, day. I was about to say the theatrical release. It was more of an isekai, isekai thing where you know a bunch of American soldiers get sent to the monster hunter world, and mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more human on human fighting than monster versus human fighting, which you know obviously is not. Uh, what the games are and there's a lot of monsters that show up that make no sense to be there it's more of just fan service for people who recognize what the monster is uh at least that's what i've heard and i've seen some some clips as well but yeah th- this movie uh while probably its biggest downfall being the uh the animation <laughs> is a little uh it's a little strange at times right <laughs> uh, a little choppy a little just a little off you could say Mm. uncanny Um, valley yeah yeah uncanny valley is a good one uh but yeah it the animation i think is if you're a monster hunter fan it makes up for just the the references the accuracy to the world that has been built up over these past few games i think it's still worth a watch even despite the uh the technical (laughs) shortcomings of the movie (laughs) uh but 
yeah, we can we can talk about that later. Well, what, what else do you want to talk about? What, where do you want to start really digging into it? Okay, just um, it's just a minor thing, but I was just very surprised about how they actually showed the monster getting killed off in the first place. Uh, what was the first one that was killed? Velocidrome. The yeah, blue, the Velocidrome. The blue yeah. uh, Velociraptor looking thing. Yeah, like when they got stabbed, I was like, oh, that should show the death. <laughs> like, showing like straight up kills. Like, no, just like a big slash and all of a sudden some weird anime effects. And like, okay, it's down. Like, Monster Hunter Stories 2. Like, no, the, like straight up oh, stab. Yeah, no, uh, in regular Mon. No, that's true. You, I forgot you only played Stories 2, so that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, in normal Monster Hunter. It it's just real. It's just you just stab them. There's yeah. you just stab them. Blood. They're dead. You know what I mean. No, no censorship or anything. Just uh, full carnage. And in the games, you can see like you know damage occurring to the body and it like staying there until the end of the fight. And since monsters don't have like visible health bars in regular Monster Hunter, you kind of have to judge how weak the monster is based on like how many like how damaged their body looks. You know, and their mannerisms, if they're attacking slower or if they're doing or if they're having to rest longer in between strikes. So, yeah, th- this movie doesn't hold any expense on uh, the violence part in, in more ways than one, which we'll probably get to later. Damn, that's pretty badass. Yeah, because, again, I was just very surprised. I was like, oh, OK, pretty cool. Yeah, it. I mean, most of Monster Hunter is pretty badass, uh, but I, I'm it's sure you as I'm sure you've seen, but yeah, we the Velocidrome is the first one to go, uh, which is, uh, I think, a good monster to show because it's also very prevalent in stories too, which is, you know, mm-hmm. kind of gives a lot of the newcomers like yourself. You're like, oh, hey, I know that monster. It's a, it's a Velocidrome. Uh, but some of the monster choices that they put in this movie, I was super surprised about. Uh I think all of them except the main one were actually in stories too. So I think you know uh, all the monsters, mo- at least most of the monsters in here. Yeah, I was uh, pretty excited, <laughs> especially when. But then I was, I didn't think we were gonna do it. But then they had the freaking ape kind of monster, like fart. Tongala, I was like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> the f- I, the fucking farting monster. I can't believe <laughs> they put that on in the fucking movie. But what is good is that it got fucked up by a devil Joe. That's true. So, as I say, Devil Joe came in later and fucked it up. But yeah, you got to see a hunter team working together to uh, to take down mm-hmm. monsters. You got to see them using the monster parts. Like later on, Aiden has Velocidrome weapons uh, yeah. when he fights the the big, which is great. Uh, the one blacksmith guy who was a former hunter that helps them out later on has Devil Joe armor after they beat the Devil Joe, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Shows that. You know, you in Monster Hunter, nothing goes to waste. No, no monster part goes to goes to waste. It's always uh, going back into upgrading uh, your hunters and your equipment and all all that sort of thing. True. I Which mean, I thought was cool. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, and it's just like I, I love like the movie just shows that it respects like the whole lore behind, like the whole world building and such for mm-hmm. the game series in the first place. Like as you said, with the armors and such and. Again, also like show um makes me like have appreciation for like how their way of life are like they're not just killing just for the hell of it just because they had to live too yeah but they're also using whatever they could to like get by yeah just, like the, the 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 theatrical Monster Hunter movie kind of depicted the Monster Hunter society as like 
bleak and always in peril of giant monsters killing people. But really, in Baseline Monster Hunter, it's like the people in that world are thriving. They have they have created their entire society around uh, these giant, like crazy natural creatures that inhabit the land that they live in. So like they're not like struggling to survive at all. They're, they're, they, they thrive in this fucking world. Like they they live for this stuff. They live for the the thrill of the hunt. Like it's very like you notice in the in the movie, there are a lot of light like scenes. It's very uh, at least until the end. Like yeah, the end it was. It, it's a much more else. of a lighter lighter tone than you would expect from a a world as crazy dangerous as the Monster Hunter world is. <laughs> but there's really at least in the main games, there's no real risk of like loss you know and, and major death it's always more focused on like oh if you fail a hunt you just like faint but then you can you know you get back into it you learn the monster you get to really almost feel connected to the monsters like a and so that when you go hunt them next you do a little better each time uh this movie deviates a little bit at the end which I assume we'll get to in a little bit. Oh, we're definitely going to get to that part. Like yeah. when I was like, tell, I was like freaking out about the ending. I was like telling you, but for every character that I like censored with spoilers and like, you still understood what I was saying for each death. I was telling like, cool. We're on yeah. the same page, bro. How messed up some of these were. I mean, holy shit. Like I watched it with my little brother who doesn't know anything about monster. Hunter. Oh, snap. Uh, but <laughs> No, but he's, I mean, little brother is in, like, he's 15, so, like, it's Oh, fine. okay, so he can but, handle some of that. Yeah, he, he, can, he can handle that stuff, but <laughs> I, like, he saw my face go fucking, like, wide. I was like, what is happening? Oh, yeah, I was, because I had to, I was watching it during work, because it was, like, a slow day, but then yeah. I was, like, looking apart, but then I realized that people were looking horrified, I was like, what's going on? I was like, wait, let me rewind this. And I looked back, and when I saw, like, the monster pick up a certain person, I was like, oh, shit, that's fucked up. <laughs> like, Yeah, we had, we had, I guess we'll just do it now since we're talking about it. We had, at, this movie had two deaths of, of human characters on Dark screen. Riddle. Yeah. Well, one was off screen, off screen technically, but one just right there. You get to see it all. And holy shit, like this this guy, the, the Dragonator, like misses or like it chips off because that's the oh, I, I also love how they brought the Dragonator back. Uh, do, do you know what the Dragonator is? No, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to kill all the dragons. Yeah. So Dragonators, oh. <laughs> Dragonators come in many forms. Usually they are just big ass, like giant piston, like spears or drills that are usually set up for like sieges for like really huge monsters uh or in like arenas where you like they capture a monster and let it loose in an arena to fight uh, okay. but they're basically just these manufactured giant weapons that just somehow do a bunch of damage to a monster just by their sheer size and uh just the engineering behind them and as you can see by some of the weapons in monster Hunter, like the the switch axe and the and the charge blade uh engineering in monster Hunter is pretty fucking wild but this mm -hmm. one is kind of a, a more ramshackle one, more of a big-ass crossbow structure uh, with some Devil Joe parts for dragon damage, which I, again, thought was a fantastic touch. Uh, but yeah, it, it ships off the horn of Lunastra, which is the female counterpart to Tiastra. I'm sure you uh, gathered that during the course of the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, Dragonator misses, 
and the blacksmith guy takes a switch axe and jams it into Lunastra's mouth <laughs> and just gets burned to atoms by her fire breath. Like, nothing remained of him. He was literally turned to vapor. And you could hear, like, he just is screaming as he's being engulfed in flames. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, that was the death. That was like, are you fucking kidding me? What is this movie? <laughs> it wasn't PG-13, was it? Because there's no way it could have got a PG-13. I mean, a I PG only. I don't remember the the rating. I, I remember wondering what it was, but I never looked it up. But I looked at my brother with eyes wide, mouth jaw to the floor i'm like that does not happen in monster hunter <laughs> like that is not something that's supposed to happen the hero dies what like they didn't even cart like even in monster hunter stories you know the the cart mechanic where they just in in monster hunter stories too it's the fast travel system where those uh the felines uh carry you on a cart and then mm-hmm. toss you into into a city uh, yeah. that is what happens when you faint uh, in regular Monster Hunter, you are carted back to a, uh, a a camp in the world, and you have to, you know, you only have a certain amount of lives before you fail the mission. But they don't cart here. There's no felines around. They just die. Mm. <laughs> and then ah, after after he went down, you had the insect glaive girl, uh, who I forget her name, uh, but. Uh, uh, also, side note, I am glad that they have the insect glaive in it. One of the traditionally more confusing uh, weapons as a concept for for Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I'm glad that they like were like, yeah, it's Monster Hunter. We can show this, you know, weapon that most like casual viewers would probably find a little strange. But yeah, insect glaive. You know, you got your bug. They don't. They never explain the bug. It's just there, which is awesome. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> as a Monster Hunter fan, you're like, yeah, it's your, it's, it's it's the insect, of course. Uh, but they even kill the bug. They kill the fucking insect right before they kill its its, its wielder. Uh, and you don't get to see that one, like Lunastra. Also, there's no body, so it's assumed Lunastra just eats that person. Yeah, I was just... Um, oh, my gosh. And the sad thing is, so you saw when the insect flew back to its wounded wielder, it, like, uh, gave her, like, this red sort of, like, puff of smoke around her or like puff of like lights before it died that was the kinsect giving her the attack buff that it gives its hunters when it when it hits something right before it goes so i was like oh my god it it tried to give her some more attack to actually survive and it didn't work that sucks i know i was like i was fucking flabbergasted yeah (laughs) i was like this is so weird to see just like actual tragedy happening in monster hunter because really like nothing like that really ever happens at least not in world or rise because the player always stops like any attempt at like something bad really happening Mm -hmm. like in rise it's the rampage in world it's all the crazy elder dragons and zora magdaros and uh Zeno Jiva and all that shit, but the hunter always always saves the day. And here, people would just fucking die. It's just way darker than I thought it would be. Uh, but then, what Aiden's able to flood the town, uh, and that 
that doesn't even kill Lunasha. They don't even kill Lunasha. They just carry it away on this yeah. massive in this massive flood, which again just goes to show how fucking powerful Elder Dragons are. Like it's just like killing it is at least in in lore because like in the game you kill Elder Dragons like it's your fucking job because it is. Uh, but in the move for like an average like a novice hunter like Aiden, like. Killing it's probably out of the question. I think they even talk about that. Like killing it is out of the question. Like in lore, they in, in the movie they talk about that. So yeah, I'm, like I'm, divert yeah, I'm, I'm talking a lot, but no, it's okay. I don't know. Just the fan service, the fan service of this movie is fucking wild. And like looking at Aiden and World, you would not know that he had such a fucking traumatic event to happen to him. <laughs> before he joined the uh, the research commission. But holy shit, man. And then what they... He follows uh, the other two hunters back to the guild, I think, uh, to, to, to the hunter's guild in order to become a full-fledged hunter. Uh, and then they go... Yeah, and then he, I guess, finds his way off to the new world. I... I I, I hope they kind of follow this up, to be honest. Like, I think there's still a lot they right. could do. Because there's a bit of a time skip still between when the movie ends and when World begins. So I think that you could, like, kind of make another movie kind of going into make maybe another story that another journey Aiden has been on or another uh, quest or something. But I don't know. I, I've talked a lot about it, for, about this movie, from my perspective as a Monster Hunter uh, fan. So I, I, what, what about you? I don't want to, like, steal the show from you. It's all good. Um, what, what did you think about, you know, certain things as a as a relatively newer person to this to this fandom? Well, I just want to say that it was just cool to be like. It's cool that they uh, gave a, um, had Aiden be like the perfect um, audience protagonist. So like mm -hmm. if you're new, like at least you can learn at least a bit more about the nature of like how monsters work and when the hunter uh the professional hunter guy i forgot his name but what's he uh, as do i he he was a dual blades main he was like the white white hair uh, yeah. kind of guy right yeah uh he he, he what? what'd you say no i was about to ask like was he in another uh game or so uh no i don't believe so i believe he was original oh. to this movie uh aiden i think is the only really returning character that, uh from another monster Hunter game that we see uh in this at least the only one returning alive yeah but uh, yeah of course. I, <laughs> oh damn! Very but true. Seeing how, uh, seeing how, uh, how Aiden like learns about more to respect the monsters at, while hunting them, and not just be like all crazy, uh, crazy about like doing whatever he could to like hunt them down, like whatever. Yeah. And in my head, I was thinking like, come on, you have to respect the monsters. Like, what are you not getting? I was thinking like, Alex, you played Monster Hunter Stories too. Of course, you already got it as soon as you started playing it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and just seeing how, just seeing the training stuff was also pretty good too. Mm. I, so the humor is kind of crazy, like especially him like chasing after the feline for like uh, stealing. I think stealing chickens. Yeah, stealing yeah. a lot of stuff. <laughs> he, I was about to say he th that feline stole was a bit of a criminal. Yeah, just kind of like he was just like taking items that. Don't seem like nobody was paying attention to, but you know, yeah, just just hiding out on the on the outskirts of town. But he seems to be a 
he seems to be all right. I mean, he helps them fight a fucking elder dragon, so I'm I'm sure he's he's fine. I mean, that's one one very good way to show your uh, alliance, but uh, yeah, of course. Another thing I wanted to point out was uh, I just I just love like showing. I mean, I just love seeing how they really show like okay, he's like really like kind of brash and really experienced, especially when it comes to teamwork. Because mm-hmm. the hunters know what they're doing. Like it may, maybe for even like for new people, they may not understand like what their plan is. Or like, no, let him do this. Like he got he got the monster like right where they want. Uh, yeah, right where he want them. But yeah, yeah, that's how he messed up big time in that certain part. Yeah, when they nearly fucked up the uh, the Devil Joe uh, yeah. attack because of his uh, his actions, but. You know, I, I liked that. I liked that he w- didn't just immediately succeed because he had honestly never picked up a weapon before until that day. So it makes sense. Yeah, thank God they didn't go down that route of just doing the... What was it? Not the, not Mary Sue. Uh, was uh, it? I, I forget what the male counterpart to a Mary Sue is, but you can still call it a Mary Sue. It's, it's Yeah, okay. But yeah, I'm glad they didn't go down the Mary Sue route for him. Like, he... Obviously, couldn't be perfect with like being very inexperienced. Like even his armor set was like made of pots and pans, I believe. Yeah, yeah. His his armor <laughs> was very uh, very low grade, you could say. <laughs> Which, I mean, I still it's in. It still baffles me how they actually beat that double Joe, <laughs> but right. you know you have some experienced hunters there, so they probably picked up the slack. Uh, and obviously, you can't just uh, show everybody you failing to stop the double yeah. joke uh but it was still cool to see him just in his glory he, you even got the freaking dragon breath in there and everything you know they they paid very close attention to the monsters so it was i mean that's the namesake of the franchise so obviously they're probably going to be some of the most detailed aspects of it which i always love to see definitely and i i think that does all help um really puts the movie well put together Mm-hmm. So, I wish there was like more to say because, well, again, I'm new, and second, the movie is literally just like an hour long. Like I can't like yeah. <laughs> once you go through the events, like that's it. And I'm like, fuck, I wish I want, I want to see some more. Yeah, it's as a, yeah, it's it's pretty short. There's not too much to say. It's just a very entertaining Monster Hunter story. Uh, obviously, it's not uh super. Like lore heavy or anything, but mm-hmm. you know, there's it, it's nothing groundbreaking, but it's just a very nice, uh, enter- entertaining uh, experience. And honestly, I I think we shouldn't take it for granted that it's just a very simple, enjoyable experience, you know. Right, so, know. yeah, I mean, it as I say, as a Monster Hunter fan, I enjoyed it a great deal, despite all of its uh, very criticizable shortcomings. Yeah. And as a newcomer, I enjoy it very much. And despite the f- little bit of wonky faces, that it was a really fun movie overall to watch. It kind of uh, reminded me of the Dragon Quest, yeah, Dragon Quest movie. Also, another uh, good movie to watch. Like, if you're not like a Dragon Quest fan, I recommend to watch it just like to see how Dra- Dragon eh, Dragon Quest world is uh, like, just a little bit, and. Mm-hmm. The endings, I mean, the like the near the ending of the movie was kind of like very trippy. 
but I won't say any spoilers for that movie at least. But uh, okay, yeah, this movie, Dragon Quest. Uh, what's the what's the subtitle thing again? I oh, oh I know for the Monster Hunter. My bad, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Le- Legends of the Guild. Legends of the Guild. Yeah, definitely watch that movie, people. Like that's really good movie. It's a nice little watch. I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll ha- um have some interest in watching the watching and. Well, there's only one movie. There are movies I'm not gonna count them in, but yeah, it interests you to play the series at least at several points because you got good, got some good options. Yeah, I mean, I tell Colby all the time, and this is this is a stolen quote, so it's not mine, but it's very accurate. Is that everybody's a fan of Monster Hunter, but a lot of them just don't know it yet. So, uh, I, I guarantee. That. I was about to say, uh, I would recommend the movie. Uh, it gives you a pretty, it gives you a pretty good like intro to the to the world that you that you're plopped in in Monster Hunter. But I mean, you got Rise, you got World. Rise is getting its big expansion uh, here in the summer. So I was about to say, a better time than any to uh, to hop in and and play. Definitely. And with that being said, the movie. Now we could talk about the Apex Legends uh, new legend Ash, which is if you haven't seen the trailer, you could watch. Um, you should definitely watch it. It's like Nightmare Fuel on a on a <laughs> yeah. island. Pretty it it gave stuff. me a it gave me a big Dead Island vibe actually. Uh, obviously, uh-huh. just without the yeah. without the zombies, but uh, I thought it was cool uh, how they how they kind of framed that trailer. But and you're gonna hear me talk like a fanboy again because Ash is from Titanfall 2, which is one of my favorite <laughs> games of all time. <laughs> That's definitely uh, okay. I counted on it. Yeah, so what do you want to talk about? First, well, I just first, want to, first, I guess. First, I just want to say that it's awesome. Uh, ooh, sorry. First, right. I was just awesome how uh, they just show like, how nightmare fuel she can be, like especially with how she was like hunting down like nearly every legend. And the one thing I'm very happy to see is that now that she and Horizon are going to be like facing off in matches, in the Apex games, especially when if you haven't, uh, if you haven't played the game, well, or yet do play the game, but you skip over the comic part. It's not mm-hmm. a comic part, but it's more like a weird dialogue. Scene. Yeah, yeah, dialogue options box or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you see, like how they reacted to seeing each other once again. And now, like, oh, you know, Horizon's pissed. Yeah, and Ash is oh, like, yeah. there's like more to Ash than I realized because I thought like Ash was just like a maniac, but no, it turns out like she. She's a split personality of the original person inside, which is a. Her name's a Ashley Reed. Ashley Reed, yeah. Is is her sort of, she's the mind that was put into the the robot body, kind of like how, uh, Revenant used to be, uh, an actual person as well, mm-hmm. uh, but simulacrums allow you to put someone's consciousness into. Uh, a robot. I don't think we have Revenant's like actual name or like human name yet. I don't think so. No. Uh, at least it might be buried in the lore somewhere deep that I haven't been able to see. But yeah, uh, Ashley Reed was uh, is the person in in uh, Ash's head, and also she is the person who uh, in the Horizon trailer cut the line to Horizon's craft and sent her careening into the black hole. Basically damning her to death if Horizon wasn't just a fucking super genius. Oh uh, yeah, might, okay. might speed out of there. And it's also revealed that 
Uh, Ash knows what happened to Newton, uh, Horizon's son, while she was, you know, obviously aging super, super slowly uh, in her light speed jump back to Earth or back to, you know, not to Earth, but back to civilization. So yeah. lots of there have been a lot of new voice lines added. I've played on a team as Ash with Horizon as one of my teammates and like everything is just passive aggressive mega tension all over the place uh, with those two. Uh, but yeah, I am. I'm just so happy that fucking Ash is finally in the game. People have been asking for her for so long ever since she showed up in season five uh, as the the end the quest ending when you uh, plop the like the whole point of that quest is to gather the pieces of Ash's head uh, right. of the simulacrum head and place it back on her body. Oh, and in her reveal trailer, you get to see. Cooper, be like the pilot you play as in Titanfall Two, do the same exact execution on her that you do in the game. Wait, which, wait, which part? Oh, in the, in uh, the trailer, this wasn't in, this wasn't in the season trailer. This is in Ash's trailer. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Ash just has uh, a character trailer before the season eleven trailer came out. Mm. But yeah, it shows kind of her, you know. You know, her split personality, it shows a flashback of her as Ashley Reed, and it shows her what was once her actual death in Titanfall 2 when uh, your your character's Titan just crushed her to dust in his, in his hand. Uh, but in the trailer, mm-hmm. it's shown more like a, you know, it, it's not crushed to dust, but it's crushed to pieces, you know? It's not <laughs> as like violent. More... <laughs> yeah, it, it's not as all like com- complete and absolute as her uh destruction in titanfall 2 but Damn. it's just amazing they showed it that like they showed it uh sorry we'll acknowledge this no it's okay like we'll acknowledge this but we're gonna censor it a bit i'll just like from with the sound of it i'll say like yeah i don't think they were gonna fly by without an uh m rating for that scene at least yeah i mean for for the scene, it it he, she's a robot, so you know it's oh, there's no like blood or anything. She's just it's a, it's just a robot, so oh, uh, right. it's just her pieces kind of like falling away from each other. But Damn. yeah, I'm just so happy Ash is in the game, uh, and with her is a new season, of course, season eleven. And with season eleven, we got a new map. And you and I talked about this a little bit before we before we hopped on here to talk about it. Uh, but uh, do you want to talk about the the new map first? New you know, Ash's gameplay, like what, what what's next for on the docket right. here? I know a bit more about the land right now because I only seen Ash's gameplay just a couple times. But for first off, well, I just want to list for the new island or map, whatever. Yeah. My cons because they're called disadvantages. The sure. big ass open areas. Oh my god. I, I was thinking like, fuck, I already dealt with enough of these back in some of the other maps, but this time it's it's getting a bit too ridiculous because I'm like constantly looking around me to make sure. Because yeah. I'm like paranoid. Wow, I can't speak today. More paranoid than before. And I'm just thinking, okay, what's gonna happen? Because now you got all these jump not jump towers, but all the Gravity cannons, I gravity think. Gravity cannons. Yeah, I was thinking like, oh my god, anybody could fly over us any minute and they could start shooting and or just start like uh, pinging us, and that's yeah. that's always like a bad day for anyone that's playing Apex. Mm-hmm. 
And then everything, um, well, again, those gravity cannons can, are a bit more of a bitch to handle than yeah. jump towers because they they're set more that. set yeah, in the direction they go to. Because mm-hmm. if you were to like want to get out of a tight spot or want to escape from the circle, bam, you're, you're going to be getting launched towards the circle or worse, um, you, you know, the gravity cannon is not going to be helpful whatsoever. So it's yeah. Spe- especially since one, the people could just follow you, and so they they know where to go. It's not like you can go to a different direction at that point. Yeah. Even with mirages special, like being activated at the same time, like it's kind of cool to see all the mirages going in different directions. Yeah, like, but like, there <laughs> each gravity cannon has it's a point to point thing. You know, you can't right. like so everyone knows where you're going if you use a dra- gravity cannon and. If you're running from the storm, it might not be like directly aligned with the path that would like get you to the circle the quickest. Right. So it can be just really awkward to run from the storm in this map. <laughs> I, I know I talked to you about this over Twitter DMs, but uh, we, uh, my team and I have been dying to the storm. We're getting like inconvenienced by the storm a lot more often in this map because of the no jump towers and you know, open areas as well are great ambush points to gatekeep people from the storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in addition, it, it's kind of a weird thing that these two problems exist at the same time, but it's just wide open areas and then just the huge, st- like the huge stone barrier, like this huge stone, like mountains oh all God, over yeah. the place. Like they, like they force you to like go like around them if you're heading towards them Mo- they usually surround most of like the the points of interest on the map uh i don't know that my team and i've just found ourselves getting caught like right next to them and like getting pinned down by a team as the storm's coming in or we have to go all the way around this giant like natural landform to get away from the storm which you know is very delaying and gives us more time to die in the storm <laughs> so this map forces you to kind of, i mean positioning on this map is crucial knowing where the storm like recon characters on this map are going to be nuts because knowing where the storm is going to go is going to be super helpful for for setting up defensive positions and just getting a head start on beating the storm to a location like on this map is more important now than ever just because of those those factors we mentioned but I'm not really sure where I stand on the map yet. I don't think I've played it enough to have a definitive opinion on it. Uh, all I know is that I feel just like so unsafe just everywhere on this map. Like I don't feel secure at any point playing on the map. Right. And, uh, and that might just be because it's a new map and I don't have the map knowledge to you know effectively create game plans and, and paths to go. Uh, but you know, it, it'll probably be ironed out with time, I assume. But uh, what about you? What have, how has your experience uh, on Stormpoint uh, fared you? So, overall, my Mirage has been flourishing because, well, thanks to, like, the different paths, I was thinking, okay, this is the, this is the part where, I mean, this is the kind of map that I know that Mirage is going to be very useful to, like, just send him out somewhere. Because now, like, you can't really see enemies unless they're... Because, again, as, as you mentioned, big-ass boulders everywhere and such. So, like, all of a sudden, like, he sent out. I go into a building with some with some of the randoms I team up with. 
yeah. like finding some loot. And then I see the little uh, marker saying like, oh shit, someone uh, attacked my uh, decoy. And I'm saying, yeah. All right, so there we there we go. And That's very true. Another thing I know is that this map is uh, well, pretty much a perfect opportunity kind of uh, map for uh, Valkyrie, especially since like she can avoid choke uh, points if she carries her allies with her. So yeah, yeah. So Valkyrie players, you're pretty fucking lucky for this map. Yeah, there are a lot. There are also a lot of points where like the difference between the high ground and the low ground is massive. Like mm-hmm. there are a few points where there's like a big zip line that you have to get up a hill, but like if people are on top of that hill, you are pinned down. Like there are really oh, yeah. steep. I was about to say there are steep hills, huge cliffs. There are structures that are like suspended above the ground. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a Valkyrie's movement is like the skill ceiling for Valkyrie is much higher on this map. There's just a lot of ways that you can like escape from an enemy just completely because while they would have to look for like a zip line to get up uh, to where to to chase you, you you'll have a lot more time to uh, to heal up and use your meds and such. Uh, I was about to say Valkyrie can be good for retrieving teammates who have been down or who have you know who have died as well. To like right. grab their banners and then just retreat to to safety. Uh, That's what I did it for. Honestly. Yeah, I mean it was such a sad moment because I had to fly away like very far away and then come back for my teammates to get their banners and after that they were all revived and such. I was saying like, damn, we took a hard L for that one. I mean, yeah, I still got in the top five spot, but that was that was a different map though. Yeah, of course, but I mean my. <laughs> The my, the teammates I normally play with just despise Valkyrie, so uh, <laughs> I probably won't get to play her very much. But uh, yeah, the this map is interesting to say the least. Uh, I'm not exa- again. I'm not exactly sure how to feel about it, but I'm I'm sure it's uh, I'm sure it'll grow on me in time. Yeah, I, I think it kind of grew on me. But okay, I have two more, two last points for the map at least. But okay. one is just that I noticed that people are choosing Pathfinder a lot more for this map as well. And I don't like usually maybe like one out of five te- uh, team teams in general. Mm-hmm. There's like a Pathfinder. But now it's like nearly one in three teams that I team up with. And they're like always a Pathfinder around. So I'm like, mm-hmm. huh, it's kind of like saying a lot about like how people are like reacting to this kind of map. But, yeah. I don't know. And then, oddly enough, you. Nobody uses their damn ultimate special though, like when it's kind of like necessary. So I was like, why? Why? Why do this to us? Yeah, our our team pretty much has a permanent pathfinder on it. Uh, <laughs> is is my my friend's main as pathfinder. So you know, zip lines are super good and on this map for getting mm-hmm. you know to high ground uh, power positions. There are those towers in those two more central uh, locations. I forget yeah. exactly what they're called, but. You know they're you you know yeah they have like loot in them and they have fantastic sniper positions. Like if the circle ends around those, it's gonna be a crazy fucking fight for for supremacy of that tower. But yeah, I, I agree. Pathfinder again, and most recon and mobility legends are, especially vertical mobility legends, are gonna have a field day with this map. That's true. Those towers are are double blades. I mean, double edged swords. Those because the sniper vanished. Awesome. Loot, that loot inside them, also great. Fantastic. But 
The scary thing is, like, unless you have a Watson to, like, at least have uh, set around maps or a caustic. Yeah. Set maps, like, around in the tower. So, like, just in case anybody tries to, like, go in. But once you're inside and they could get through those easily, then you're just now thinking, like, okay, who the hell has, like, shotguns or pistols or whatever to, like, knock those people off? And then... Yeah, there there are a lot of entry points to the tower uh, that yeah. three, uh, three people might have trouble covering all at once. Uh, but... Excuse me. I guess another thing is, is that if if you're like stuck in that tower and you want to keep it, unless you have like a loba, you're probably not going to get much more loot once you get that tower. So if you're like stuck there, you're going to have to be pretty conscious of your ammo uh, spending uh, in order to kind of keep that power position. But I'm a loba main, so it really doesn't bother. It really doesn't bother me. Uh, but I'm good. Yeah, that's that's a very good point that you're making. I, I see where you're coming from there. Yeah, because that was in the exact situation. Like, we were doing good and holding people off, but then we realized that we we're outside of the circle. And I'm like, shit, all right, time to go down. And that's uh -huh. when we saw, like, another team waiting. I was like, uh. Great. Yeah. Yeah, it, it can definitely be a trap in disguise sometimes. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I think Pathfinder's a, a good point because they are, I have seen them all over the place. Even though he's just a popular character in general for, for this map, he's very good because he can also get across open fields fairly quickly with his grapple sort of momentum trick. True. So as I would say, he's kind of in both sort of environments on this map. He's he's quite good. So makes sense. Good point, yeah. And my second point, at least for this map, the last one, is pretty much uh the movie feeling kind of moments is that <laughs> we were getting kind of, uh we were like wasting ammo like finding all the uh what the hell are those creatures that like Oh the, oh yeah the the prowlers. Prowlers, there we go. How oh, I keep forgetting, but um, yeah, the, the nests prowlers. on the map. That's right. Yeah, they keep coming out, and I realized that oh shit, we're in a whole field full of dens of prowlers. And yeah, there's that like, one fucking huge just uh, nest of those guys. Yeah. That's probably the biggest open area that on the field. It's like that sort of sandy uh, area. I hate that place. Like it takes so long to like clear the nest, and you'll get like zero things for it or like uh -huh. you get like nine crafting materials for for clearing out the whole nest you know in the ammo isn't worth it isn't uh isn't worth it because you're wasting more ammo to kill these things off so you're also giving away your position as well right uh, if you're just shooting so much uh, at these things so it's yeah, it's, it's rough the, the that that nest in particular is rough the other nests aren't so bad uh to take out especially the spiders spiders are easy as fuck if you have a full team oh, yeah. just devoted to focusing them down prowlers can be a bit more difficult though and sometimes they can turn the game into a horror game because they can break into the houses right and, and come up into the you know you're healing in the top room and then you, they just come up the stairs in a swarm and scare the shit out of you i know that's happened to us a few times wow. that's but <laughs> uh yeah swarms they're okay because uh you know they they give you attachments for the guns that you kill them with True. Like I've gotten like purple heavy mags and like purple barrel stabilizers from the, those, so it, it's worth it to take them out. Uh, you know, especially for uh, the car, the new submachine gun that was added to the game that can take both heavy and light ammo, because uh, you can get a, a shit ton of uh, of ammo and uh, and attachments for it as well, because you can use either attachment on it, and it works mm -hmm. for both ammo types. So it's the, the swarms are 
I'd say a positive change, except for just that one Prowler Swarm in the middle of a map, which just is horrible. <laughs> yeah, and the reason why I say it felt like a movie moment was because um, we were all... I was like, they're already gone, like my two uh, random teammates. They're yeah. like past the big ass uh, border kind of wall. I see. Like, oh shit! And then I started running because I was like, you know, no, I, I can't deal. Um, I can't deal with any more of these prowler attacks. And I hear one right behind me. I was like, I'm full, I'm full shield, but I was like, oh my god, can I do this? And I kept, I kept running and running and running. Yeah. And the guy, I see one of my teammates like waiting right at the door. I was like, please don't close it, please don't close it. And I slid through, and he closed the door, and the prowler couldn't get through. I was like, oh, my God. That was awesome. <laughs> that is That sounds pretty fucking sick. I'm not going to lie. That's cool. Sad thing is I I'm, can't record it because I was fucking Twitch streaming. God damn it. It's okay. I'm kind of surprised he didn't just shoot the prowler. Huh, but I guess he knew what, what we're going for, the dramatics. <laughs> I was about to say, it worked out a long that, that's a good. That's a good story. That's a good moment. That's a moment you won't forget. That, that's great. Yeah, and again, that um, I think that's one of the uh, moments that made me realize, like, you know, what? I think I'm gonna enjoy this map. Like the, especially when the connections are way better than before. Like I cannot be playing oh. any of the games. Yeah, I, we were talking about that right before the this recording session too. How mm -hmm. the, the Mad Lads fucking did it. They actually had a smooth season launch. They did. I was like, holy shit! Like, no more getting kicked out for no reason at all. Because we were we were scared because there were still like existing connection and server issues from the past season before the season came out. Uh, to be fair, this season was at least for me seventy two gigabytes was the update for this. Wow! I had to delete three games off my Xbox to Damn. to fit this on there, uh, which is fine. They were games I hadn't played anyway, so it was okay. Mm -hmm. I, I had meant to get rid of them at, at some point, but. I guess with an update that big, I should have expected that there that the server issues should have been fixed because that is a huge update. But mm -hmm. I mean, happy to report, I was able to play the update. You know, eventually it took me the entire fucking day to download it with our Wi-Fi. But uh, on day one, we were able to play it easily, barely any. Well, we have we have pretty consistent lag where we are here in our apartment, but. No more than that. No, no premature disconnects. No, nothing. It was, it was just extremely smooth. So I, I had to give kudos to Respawn for fucking getting down in the gutter and grinding out those fixes all right before the season, which are historically extremely buggy launches. So I, I'm glad to I'm glad to report that this one had a fantastic launch. So. Uh, which is good because I wanted to play Ash as soon as possible. So I'm glad that they were able to make it work. Did you get her yet? I no. did. I bought her as soon as I ha as soon as I could. Oh, okay, nice. How are you enjoying her so far? Uh, well, she's definitely not OP uh, in, no. any, in yeah. any capacity. Apparently, she's getting nerfed, which I find what? incredibly strange. Because really, she's very average. Uh, I don't know right. what they're nerfing about her, but it, I just heard that she might be getting nerfed, which I think is absurd. I think she's pretty damn balanced right now. Uh, her tactical ability is this sort of pseudo arc star yeah. that she can throw, and it doesn't have any drop. Like If you aim it at something, it will just fly in a straight line to it. Uh, but it, it travels pretty slowly, 
So yeah. it's kind of like a small little like spinning electrical uh, arc star that once it hits something, it will expand the sort of like uh, electrical boundary to it. Mm-hmm. And the first person who it catches in that boundary will be tethered. Like they won't be like they will be stuck to that place oh, and they won't be able to leave that barrier. So it's good for like stopping someone who you think is about to retreat or like keeping someone away from their teammates if they're out of position. Uh, it's also good for just like holding a door. Like if you want like someone to not come through a door or discourage them from doing it, you can just throw it on a door, uh, which is nice. It, it It's definitely hard to use. Uh, I know I, I haven't been able to see like immense success with it, but uh, it, it's still pretty useful if you are in the right situation for it. But her main power I think is in her ultimate, uh, which is basically a one-way wraith portal that opens up instantaneously. Like you don't have to have the wraith thing where you, you know, start the portal, run, and put the portal down. Yeah. You just aim where you want the portal to end at, and it will instantly teleport you from that location to the location that you specified. And your teammates can come through it too, but you can't go back once you're through. Like you're you're in that new location. You cannot use it as like a wraith portal where you can go back and forth. Uh, and enemies can also use it too, which is a little scary. Um, so it's not super great for getting out of a fight, but it's very good for like repositioning your team if you're in, if you're about to get like overrun or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her passive is something that is very useful, but I haven't gotten to use too much. Where yeah. yeah, it it's it's pretty crazy. Where you can just go up to someone's death box and throw her data knife on it, which is another thing from Titanfall 2, which I was super excited to see. <laughs> but she throws down her data knife, and then she can... Uh, she It automatically pings on the map where the people who killed those guys are. Yeah. So it, it's just a way of, like, finding... Like, if you come across, like, a, a, a death box graveyard, you can find where the people who killed those guys are, which is great. Uh, it does not work if the people who killed them are dead themselves, though. Or that you killed them. Or if you killed the yeah. people, yeah, because you can't scan it at all. But yeah. still, uh, just a very good third-party tool. Just a very good uh, a very good tool for, like, knowing if you want to approach someone or if you want to see if someone is close, if the people who fought that fight are close by. Just kind of a very good information-gathering tool, despite her being an assault character, which I think is a nice... Uh, it, it makes her... I was about to say her her ultimate or passive are the big are the big uh the big positives of her character, I think. The biggest strength she has. Mm-hmm. But I assume from that comment you do not have Ash yet. No, because I don't know. I felt like a bit hesitant because I want to know how you feel before I go actually go for getting her. Because I already I had mean, twelve thousand coins a long time ago. Oh, go on. Yeah, I, I do as well, but <clears throat> excuse me. Uh it's okay. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Yeah. As a Titanfall fanboy, yeah. I had to get her. Like, I, I had to fucking play as Ash. It, it, like, there was no fucking question about it. Um, I don't really know. If you're looking for a meta character, I don't think it's her. I don't think she's going to be... She's going to be kind of like Fuse, I think. Like, his kit's good, but he's not, like, meta-defining or anything. She was one of those characters that was released pretty average, not like a Horizon where she was released stupidly overpowered from day one. Right, I agree. Uh, with that. Not even like a Valkyrie where like she's 
she was released good and still is good. She Ash is pretty average, I'd say. Uh, I find like playing Loba much more valuable than playing Ash in a team comp. Uh, you know, th- th- things like that. It's she's good, but she's not crazy good. You know what I mean? No, I completely understand. That's something I want to agree with you on because uh, the, the when you mentioned that she was gonna get nerfed, that blows my mind because <laughs> one. That ninja shuriken thing really doesn't strike fear into me because there's been so many times where I was in close calls with them. And I was starting to think, you know what? I I don't think this... I think she needs a little bit of a buff. And that was like coming from me as someone that could probably get hurt by those things. Mm-hmm. And in fact, again, as you mentioned, they were very slow. They are very slow. So I was saying, she needs like a little buff, like maybe like a 0.25% more speed on those things because... Yeah. Though... They travel so slowly, man. It's nuts. <laughs> it's kind of sad. <laughs> like, I feel bad for it. And um, but I do agree. The the passive is freaking awesome. Just being able to track down the other um enemies mm-hmm. like that. And the one way portal thing, I feel that um, I feel like if you were like very smart. Well, I'm not saying a lot of people could be dumb, but no, I'm saying like you could be very crafty with kills. You yeah. could get uh do that one way portal. You're getting chased by enemies, and you know they're gonna be coming through that portal. Mm-hmm. You could throw the shirt. You got a timer right, like see someone like coming through the portal, like because you know they got like little indicators, like the colors and such. Yeah. Maybe once they come uh before they come out, you throw the shuriken, and whoever pops out, hopefully it's your freaking enemy, not your ally. Yeah. They get struck with it, and that's when you can like take them out for like trying to sh- follow you. That's yeah. I mean the the shuriken also lingers for a little bit, like the feel like. Like you can like that's why I say you can put it down in the door because it'll stay there for a while and it'll still tether tether someone uh, if they uh, run into it. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I'm excited to see what like pro players do with her because the amount like if your team is like super coordinated, her portal can be fucking crazy. Oh, Just like an instantaneous teleport away from a bad situation. It could be used to avoid ultimates like. Uh, like a horizon or a lot of like the missile ultimates like gibraltar or uh bangalore's bangalore like if like if you if gibraltar's got you pinned down in a building but you can like see out you can like aim your ult out a window of the building and just teleport your entire team just out of dodge before they push in on you like i can see a lot of situations like that but it's also it also charges pretty quickly so it can be used as like a personal like if you are behind your teammates like if you're like falling behind you can just use it to like get up to them uh and you won't have to worry too much because it'll charge up back before the next fight usually uh especially if you have ultimate accelerants but good. I wanna, i'm trying to use her in comp in competitive play uh oh, really? but so far i haven't had too much success with her but that's just because i'm not great at this game so <laughs> uh you know don't worry about it i mean at a point i realized you know what why did i play in ranked for i it's not like I'm gonna get any rewards for the ranks I constantly get. So, for the t- for the past couple of days, I've just been playing normal trios, and ever since then, I've been, I was like, you know, this is more chill. I like this. But uh, right now, when you mentioned the uh, catching up with enemies, it kind of makes, I mean, catching up with your allies thing mm-hmm. makes the funny scenario in my head like freaking Ash like slashing the air all dramatic like, and then like <laughs> catching up with the out. Al- yeah, allies, just I'm, like, like... I'm here. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> She also has a sword, so 
all the anime uh, lovers are going to be flocking <laughs> to her. Uh, she's one of those characters where it's like, obviously her heirloom has to be her sword. Right. Cause... But like, because it's kind of like Loba. Like, obviously Loba's heirloom has to be her staff, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. But would they just do that? Like, would it be that simple and that kind of, I guess, to some people, boring? I mean, unless they want to be a sick bastard and say, like, oh, here, this is Newt's helmet that she will swing at people with. And then oh, <laughs> what Valkyrie's, that that Valkyrie's heirloom is fucking her, her father's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Funny Smacks the fuck out of it with the. <laughs> or not a beer bottle, considering like she's a freaking alcoholic. I mean, then what's Fuse's? Fuses, uh, fuses could be the he same just thing. Smacks people's asses, I guess. Like, it's just his arm. <laughs> it's just his robot arm. <laughs> and uh, actually, more powerful considering you know it's a robot and. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't think his melee is. Oh no, he does. I don't think he melees with his robot arm because that's his left. So right, maybe yeah. he takes off the robot arm in his right arm. <laughs> <laughs> that like, and then when he switches to a weapon. He puts the arm back on and then pulls the weapon out. He just armed himself. I can see, I can see that himself. happening. That'd be cool. But anyway, heirloom speculation aside, I think Ashes of Saul is a fant- obviously a fantastic lore addition to this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you know, she's... I, I also like that she's not super overpowered because it means I can play her more without people getting mad at me for taking her, uh, which is nice. Because right. uh, I know in other seasons when the new characters were super good like seer and valkyrie uh like you would not get to play them a fucking single time unless you picked first in your team mm-hmm. wow crazy how seer used to be so intimidating but now that i, I don't know maybe it's the new map that's like making people avoid getting him or i'm just not like no longer intimidated by him like okay i just gotta like kill him before he sees me intimidated <laughs> by who seer yeah seer yeah because yeah. Ares' debuffs stay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I could take this guy on now. Like, I'm not yeah. too afraid. Yeah, I agree. He's not as terrifying as he was before. Also, like, we missed out on Seer lore. Like, Seer has, like, zero lore. He's just there. Oh, my God, you're right. Like, Seer wow. has nothing. There's no comics whatsoever or anything like that for him. No, he's just... He's the only one, like, without any lore. I mean, you can... There's some things you can gleam from like the uh, the in-game voice lines, and uh, I think he may have something to do with like Bloodhound and Loba. Uh, but well. yeah, there was recently like a, a Bloodhound story event, right, on World's Edge. I never uh, finished it. I yeah, I never, I never even start, I never even started it. I was gonna look it up before the episode, but I forgot about it until just now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just whenever I see someone picks here on the select screen, I'm like. Who the fuck? Who is this guy? <laughs> I I know <laughs> nothing about this guy. He's just I mean, very I friendly. Think, I think that goes to show like the way that they've built up the lore of these characters. Like Seer is like so obviously the odd one out among everybody because everyone has had some sort of like development and lore, whether through uh, like Twitter videos, Twitter comics, in-game comics, in-game events being around them. But, like, even in, like, Seer's reveal trailer, you get to know about his, like, origin. Apparently, he's cursed somehow, but there's, like, no elaboration on it in-game. <laughs> so, 
I don't know. I just thought that was something interesting that I would bring up because it kind of struck me whenever when someone picked Seer on a team of mine. I was like, damn, I, I don't know anything about this fucking fucking guy. All we know is that he's not as traumatized as anybody else. Honestly, no, he's he, like the most healthy minded of everybody. Yeah, he's yeah, he's totally he seems pretty chill, like a chill fucking guy. Maybe he's I mean, the therapist for the rest of the legends. I just got that funny imagery now in my head. Maybe his curse is that he fucking dances in the fucking middle of battle. <laughs> like that's yeah, kind of he shit. just. I was gonna say that's not voluntarily. That's not voluntary. Like he is compelled to do it by his <laughs> his affliction. That's his fucking curse. That's like so traumatized. <laughs> like, dude, this isn't this isn't Fortnite. We're in the middle of a fucking gunfight with danger with like killer dogs and spiders. What are you doing? <laughs> like, Mirage is a dancer. Like, I'm sorry. I I can't. I, I it's all I can do. I'm sorry, my friend. <laughs> I wish he had like a, what's that guy in the Mortal in Mortal Kombat with like the similar Kung hat that he has? Kung Lao. I, Kung Lao. I wish he had like a fucking like hat decapitation. Oh, like, that'd be so cool. <laughs> I don't know. I always, whenever I see that, I'm like, man, how cool would it be if he like just threw his hat as like a fucking uh, Captain America frisbee thing? Heirloom. Heirloom. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like how heirlooms are like, you know what? That could be anything. Like he's like, oh hey. Hat. Here you go. It just grew. It's like a blade comes out from the hatch. <laughs> I'm amazing. That would be pretty cool. Did you see Watson's heirloom? Uh, no, I have not. What was it again? Uh, it was it's, it was leaked it's in the game files, kind of like how Bangalore's wow. was. Uh, it's this sort of taser gun that doubles as like a Tomodachi uh, <laughs> sort of thing, like those virtual pet things. Yeah. Uh, except it's like a Nessie virtual pet, like Tomodachi. Uh, but it's like on this taser gun, which a lot of people don't like it. Um, it, I think it makes sense, but I mean, the concept of like her having an electrified fencing sword because she makes fences. Right. Has just been so ingrained in my mind that I'm kind of sad that it's not real now. (laughs) A fucking taser. That is so disappointing. I can see why everyone's disappointed. Like... It's just a range weapon. Like, I is she just gonna fucking bash people in the head with her gun? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm excited to see. I, I mean, it's it's certainly a challenge for the for the developers to to kind of make it in line with the other heirlooms. But I don't know when that's coming. But it should be. It's the next heirloom coming, so it should be coming pretty soon. I mean, after Mirage's heirloom, I was, and how intricate it was, I was. You know, they got no excuses to make something so basic like that's Yeah. So I not taser. I'm sure it'll have its. I'm sure it'll be very uh, unique, but I think next up might be crypto for heirloom. I mean, crypto needs look. Crypto needs a fucking buff, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I I mean, I still play him, and I think he's fine. Uh, but I don't know. Like, he used to be my main, but now. Like, uh, looking at the pick the pick rates of the legends, he's not even like on most of the boards because he's so low in pick rate. Damn. So, I know they were they're talking about you know developers have said like they are working they are testing out stuff with crypto, so you'll probably see changes soon. But mm-hmm. I don't really know what they could do without making him overpowered. A lot of people say that they want the drone to kind of like just be out all the time and it will passively scan enemies. If they come within a certain range, which I think that might be a little overpowered, to be honest. I mean, uh, 
shit. Dealing with that freaking drone was a pain. Yeah, it's like it's freaking fast that thing. Unless you're like you got like some insane skill at having reflexes to kill that. Oh shit, that thing down. Like I thought, yeah. maybe they should just add more firepower to the electric pulse thing. Yeah, I mean, it already takes out half your shield and, like, half your health, I think, but... Oh, shit, never mind then. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It, Crypto is incredibly effective if you play with a team. Like, he's not very good for solo queuing, like, at all. Like, if you're going with randoms, Crypto is not great because you can't, like, immediately, like, tell your teammates what's going on if you're not on the mic or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I mean, Watson was kind of in a similar situation, uh, at least in her just sort of position and versus like competitive play and casual play, solo queue and uh, three stack. Um, and and she she got a huge buff this season. A massive buff. What was it again? Because I remember it being like, you could see the freaking pi- the pylons. Yeah, her. I think her pylons do more damage uh, mm. than before. Also, her ult stays up forever. Like oh, like shit. it doesn't it doesn't run out. Like if your alt is up, it will stay up unless someone destroys it. Damn. Which is wild. Yeah, and also I mean... incre like it you know how it passively regenerated your shield if you were near it, right? Mm-hmm. That is up. That re- regeneration rate has been bumped up by a lot. So oh, like you could like totally just skip out on using a battery and just use that to put your shield up if you're in a fight. Like, it's... It's pretty insane how fast it charges you up. Nice. That's really good to hear, honestly. But yeah, that's the big... Uh, that's the big... um. That's the biggest buff, I think, that happened this season. Uh, Octane's jump pads are super fucking loud now. Very loud? Like you can, yeah, they're really loud what the hell? like you can you can hear them from so far away now being used what huh. yeah it's it's weird but you know i i can understand maybe to give people um just a notion that oh shit someone's gonna jump at They're yeah because in a fight it uh it can sometimes blend into the sounds of battle but now it's like oh shit uh-huh. someone's fucking coming <laughs> uh, someone's about to fucking land on us but that's it's about everything i have in the season to be honest i haven't gotten to play too much i'm still in silver for ranked uh meanwhile my friends are in platinum so i can't even play with them anymore damn that sucks but it's all right i understand they they have more drive to, to play the game than i do yeah <laughs> But that's everything I had on on Apex, I think. Unless you have any other things you'd like to discuss. Um, no, I just really hope to see some more um, interactions. Like now that we have like the whole comics thing comics that, back, or whatever heck it's called, like showing that there's gonna be going by days and days. I'm just like, uh-huh. thank you, Lord, because oh, I want Lord. I want to learn more. I want to learn some more stuff, especially since again, as you mentioned, we haven't learned shit about Sierra other than his curse of dancing during battle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could see him coming into play in this in this one somehow. I mean, you can pretty much slot him in however you want because there's really no penchant for what he appears to do outside of the games. So uh, I could see him maybe playing a role in this story. 
uh, with Ash and Horizon. Mm. But uh, like, oh yeah, I remember the new guy. Yeah, I mean, I know. I think Crypto will have a a part to play because he was the one who gave uh, Horizon the codes to oh, kind of reawaken Ash's consciousness because before now her memory was kind of imperfect. She didn't remember any of Titanfall two or mm-hmm. what happened during that game, but now she does. Uh, and now her uh, like Ash, the simulacrum personality is kind of like complete again. She has all the experience that she had before again. She remembers her time with Blisk and the Apex Predators and, and all that. So uh, Blisk coming into the story would be cool as well. Uh, her former boss from Titanfall 2. So lots of cool ways they could take the story. I'm excited. I think the next comic comes out in like a day or two or the next uh, lore drop. Yeah, it, re- it, should, it really should be coming soon, especially with actually a lot of things are coming soon, especially like with Fire Emblem Heroes and everything else. Wow, yeah, lots of are coming out. But uh, I mean, Fire Emblem Heroes has got me saving up again because uh, <laughs> I just learned that the Fallen Banner uh, is coming back. Uh, Forces of Will Banner is coming back in December. So another chance to get more copies of Fallen Edelgard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so currently I have about 140-something orbs saved up. Uh, Colby and I have been saving. I think he's going to maybe throw a bunch of stuff at that banner as well. Uh, but, yeah, that's you know, the little Fire Emblem <laughs> tangent there. Yeah, I get it. I mean, shoot, there's going to be the new Heroes banner on the 16th. I mean, the 17th, I believe mm-hmm. so. Oh, okay. Wait until gotcha. that. If there's nothing I want, then I'll just go back to something on the Ninja banner. That's pretty much I it. see. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm good for Apex Legends. Like that's I've talked about as much as I could. I mean, other than that amazing video of Bear, that weird Barry yelling, um, blooper from the fucking Flash uh, show, and then like having yeah. Hodge be the one yelling for, because of Ash coming, showing up. Yeah, behind us, like yeah, beautiful. <laughs> no, it was it was a fantastic meme. I'm glad. That's a good meme that's making its way around to the, the internet right now is the <laughs> the Barry Allen yelling in fear green screen the, meme. The fact that they didn't keep it in the actual show is a, is a huge shame. Like, maybe that will maybe want to watch the damn show now. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, um, all right. Since we're, like, um, pretty much the end of the episode, Tyler, is there any plugs you want to say? Uh, I mean, nothing but the standard. Uh, if you liked... What we talked about today, uh, you can hear uh, me and another friend of ours, uh, Colby, talk about uh, other uh, games, mostly Nintendo games, on the the Switch It Up podcast. And we collab a lot around here. We always mention each other in our episodes. So some of you probably uh, know it already. But uh, yeah, Switch It Up podcast is is what I do. So if you want to check that out, you know, feel free. No pressure, but you you totally can if you want. Leave them a rate and review, you know, do little nice things right here and there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the, the ratings and reviews uh, are definitely helpful because that's about the only direct form of uh, feedback we can get uh, besides people just DMing us on, on social media or anything, which you can do as well, but rating and review would be very much appreciated. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. Well, I got not much else to say except yeah, go listen to them, check them out, folks. And this will be it from a random gamers corner. I've been your host, Alejandro Ortiz, and 
لما شاصير ذن enjoy the week survive the week as i almost died yesterday while well, blame heat and yeah just game on <laughs> have a good one gamers have a good one